Wow. As entrepreneurs, we want to make a huge difference. And it's challenging out there. There's a lot of noise. Well, I have a remarkable entrepreneur that's going to join us today. And he's going to share with us a roadmap of how you can take wherever you are today, whether you're, you're kind of in a you know, new startup phase all the way up to an extremely mature business, how you can take it through maximizing value as well as accelerating that. And he's uh, the CEO of a digital agency. He's got a concierge, what I call influencer service, a really fractional CMO, chief marketing officer. And, and he's got a very much an educational bend on him. And I met him at Joe Polish's Genius Network. And it's someone who I wanted to get to know better because he's working with some of the top people in the world and in this market. And I wanted you to meet him as well. I'm John Bowen. I'm uh, the co-founder of AESNation.com, and we are here all to help you accelerate your success. So make sure you stay tuned because you do not want to miss this. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. I am so excited to be with you today. You know, we met at Joe Polish's office. You're helping a bunch of the top guys there. And, and you told me what you were doing. I go, I got to know what this is because you're making a big difference. So thank you, first of all, for joining us on our uh, with our audience here. Thanks, John. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited well, to uh, connect with you. Yeah, no, it, well, it's great. And yeah, we had a chance we, before we turned our cameras, we were visiting and so much alignment because one of the things I love is big data and all the different things you can do. And when you have a roadmap and data and an influencer, you know, life's easy. Well, maybe not easy, but it's certainly there's a clear path to success. And uh, you're really good at working with all of those. And what I, I want to do before we do that, Eddie, is uh, give me a little bit of background. How did you get to where you are, you know, um, helping fellow entrepreneurs like this? Yeah, no problem. I, uh, so I, I'm from Chennai, India. That's where I grew up and that's why I got my undergraduate education. So I come from a computer science information technology background. And uh, my first job out of college was in uh, the telecom industry and uh, doing big data analysis for them on customer emotions. So I've always been inclined uh, to marketing, I just didn't know it. So I came to the US to get my master's a little while after that. And uh, here I met a uh, venture capitalist slash professor who had a roadmap. And, uh, and then I fell in love with the roadmap. I wanted to monetize and commercialize the roadmap, just like a company called Strategizer. I don't know if any of you have heard of them. They created a tool called Business Model Canvas. And uh, soon after, I had no idea how to do anything. <laughs> so I had to uh, actually follow the map and uh, go from AHA to exit. Hence, uh, I started SEI Creations. This was three years ago, and now SEI Creations does marketing for different influencers in different uh, subsectors. And um, like John said in the introduction, we give a concierge CMO service and uh, we help people work both in and on the business and grow them 
and get new audience digitally. So it's, well, been, a, it's been a long road, but it's interesting. No, it, well, it really is. And one of the things I thought, you know, to kind of start out, it's a little bit different than I would normally do uh, podcasts, and particularly for those of you who uh, are listening, you know, in a car or in a gym, don't stop to try to get on the video part, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to put up the roadmap and we're going to kind of walk through it together. You can always go, you know, and I'll point to it if you're with me, asnation.com, anything Eddie and I uh, go ahead and uh, talk about, you'll be able to download or have the links to and so on. So it'll be there for you. And, you know, this is something to me, this is really important for all of us as entrepreneurs to take a step back a bit and really think through, you know, kind of the step-by-step process. And each of these junctures, I always call them, you know, they're, they're wobble points because many of us wobble and fall off. And you can create tremendous value. You know, we're really privileged to have this opportunity. I've been able to go full cycle on a few businesses, a couple that were fairly significant. And what learning lessons. And, uh, you know, as I was looking at this map, I was going, I wish I had gotten this map when I started. So, you know, why don't you set the stage for the map and then I'll put it up on screen. Yeah, no problem at all. So, I had to exit is a uh, startup roadmap. Uh, a professor from ASU, he's also a venture capitalist. His name is Aram Chavez. So he came up with the map um, about seven, eight years ago. And basically, the idea behind the creation of the map is that there's a process for everything. There's a process to go to the moon. There's a process to make your waffles. There's a process behind everything. And startups, even though it's the hardest thing you can do in life, but it doesn't mean it has to be insanely complicated. So that was the origin of the map really. And the map really outlines um, the steps that you have to take if it were to be sequential on going from that moment that you either say, this is the best idea I've had in my life, or say to yourself, I'm going to be independent and create a company on my own, or whatever that moment is for you, what's the next thing you have to do? And the thing you have to do after that, because the biggest problem with innovators becoming entrepreneurs is that you don't know where to start. People always start with probably thinking about uh, a mission and mission statement, right? It's very common, but uh, there has to be a process. And this startup map gives you that process to go all the way from just an idea to creating a business around it because as most people don't realize, there's a significant difference in creating a product versus creating a business. And uh, this map teaches you both. Well, and this is, you know, I think important for everyone. One of the things that happens, even if you've got a mature business, it's going, well, I have one business, that's, you know, pretty mature. And at the same time, you know, you start new opportunities. and. Uh, bringing them out, it's really easy to do them foolishly and waste an awful lot of money. And this is a roadmap to do it. And uh, it's, you know, we, we can we can always focus on, you know, you know, one or two things. But if we really, you know, and, and uh, we're as we were getting ready for it, we talked about Stephen Covey, you know, begin with the end in mind. If we're clear, one of the clear things as entrepreneurs, we all should be thinking is, designing the business for sale. Even if you don't want to sell the business, someday you're not going to be here. So somebody's going to sell the business. And 
let's design it on, you know, to be successful on purpose and have that option because you never know. I've had a couple of businesses where I really didn't want to sell and then I got offered ridiculous amounts of money and I still didn't want to sell, but I had partners that did and I didn't have a controlling interest. So that's a different discussion. But Eddie, let's, let's dive into the uh, map and let me pull it up on the screen for those of you who are on video. Okay, let's, let's take a look at this chart. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on here and start with the aha moment. And then, you know, I, I, when I start businesses, I want them to go straight up. I don't care left or right, they go up. And I'm looking here, there's a lot of flat line going on. Yeah, yeah. no, it definitely is that the map is shaped the way it is, is because you're, you're actually not, um, I don't mean to sound harsh, but you're not actually worth anything until you get the step six, until you get the validation from what we call like the cult. Um, the cult refers to the influential experts, the, the, the people who reject mediocrity and only accept superiority in your niche. Until those people give you the seal of approval and say you're something real, you're not really worth anything. Well, so, uh, well I cool. like the term validated learning. And tell me how that's kind of bringing, you're right at that point between four and five and you're, you're going ahead and you're seeing you know this opportunity you know you're you're getting all the kind of the standard stuff in i always look at this as kind of proof of concept i'm in silicon valley so yeah. you know to me and i used to be in venture uh capital as well and you know if you don't have a million you know if you're doing a startup you don't have a million dollars of revenue to me yeah. that that's validated learning proof of concept you've been able to yes. figure out the market however you got that but you know it's different in every business and why don't you just touch on that if you would? Yeah, no problem. It's uh, as you can see, we're also big fans of uh, the lean methodology and the lean startup, you know, hence the loop over there. And it, it signifies that people get stuck between step four and five. Uh, as you can see, there's a loop between four and five, and that's the validated learning loop. And because you create your prototype as quickly as possible, get it out there to the influencers, test it. If it doesn't work, you go back to your MVP. And that's the stage of your build, measure, learn. And the faster you iterate and the faster you eliminate what doesn't work, you can get to what works quicker. And that's when you truly pass the beta and go to the next step. Well, let's pass the beta. We're gonna assume that we did that really quickly, effortlessly, which both you and I know, that's not the case usually. Not at all. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna just bring in, you know, I, I recently started a membership program about a year ago and the business plan, I gotta tell you, it was really beautiful. And you know, we had all the classic stuff you would think and everything else and the great, I'm a big believer in pro forma as financial guy. We had it all modeled out how it was gonna work and guess what? It didn't work that way. And, as a matter of fact, the, we've got a really different part of the market and it took us about a year to get proof of concept for a million of revenue. And now we're scaling it up and you know, it's, it's a phenomenal business. And, but you, know, you want to, I mean, this is one of the reasons why it's flatline in the beginning. You wanna take the time. You don't wanna have a lot of capital. You don't wanna dilute yourself during this period. And it's a great way of getting it together. But let's say we got it working. We've got you know, the, the pricing, the validation, it's starting to come together. And now we're moving out and you know, looking at some of the intellectual property, getting the right people around us, you know, maybe with some capital, depending on how much we need. 
and we're ready to shoot up. How do, how do we kind of make that turn and really make it happen? So, you know, these days it's uh, not having a digital presence to your business is, uh, is definitely something that can hurt your business in terms of growth. For most businesses, I would say, not for all businesses. So scaling and finding your customers digitally, I would say, is one of the fastest way to grow. And with all the different mediums out there and all the different marketing tactics that you can use, I would say leveraging information marketing and diffusing in social media platforms is the best way to grow in, uh, in this day. And what do, you, what do you mean by diffusion? What is that? So diffusion is basically, uh, you know, in the customer adoption curve, that you first have the innovators and then in the bell curve, and okay. then right after innovation, innovation of diffusion from okay, very much, and yeah, because well, finish that because I think this is this is one of the biggest points. I actually I make it all the time. I didn't I didn't see the context when he said social media, and you know one of the biggest challenges we all have is getting that kind of very innovative, uh, Jeffrey Moore did a really good book and I'm forgetting the name of it. And I forgot, I think it's Edwards who wrote the big thick book on diffusion of innovation. But it's a, this is a really, uh, Jeffrey Moore was crossing the chasm. And you know, to me, I, I talk about this all the time with my corporate clients that you know the big firms, they wanna get something out and change the big ship moving. Well, you don't need to get 100% adoption. You know, you got to get 5%, which is kind of usually the number for the, uh, you know, innovators and then the early adopters. If we can get that 20%, I mean, that should be our goal. Because once we got that, and Jeffrey Moore calls it crossing the, the chasm, you know, the yeah. rest, you, you've got a commanding presence. So that, that's yeah. really powerful. How, how, do you, how do you use that, you know, and I'm, as I'm looking at the chart here, you're kind of accelerating out, getting those early adapters, using some of the tools of guerrilla marketing to make it to, you know, through to the, the hard launch and that big party you're going to have here. Yeah. Um, just a quick story. Uh, our mascot's actually a pug because oh. our, our logo. Is, that, is this him here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's our pug. And uh, if you notice our logo, it's a unicorn. And as someone from uh, uh, Silicon Valley, you should know what. Uh, you know what that means that billion dollar startup and what we say is that you know everyone wants to be a unicorn but in all reality you're just a pug and pug <laughs> is abbreviation for pursuing unicorn greatness yeah and, no. um, that's a little story over there because it's when you start off everyone wants to be you know a billion dollar company but you're just a ugly little pug yeah. and trying to make it out. <laughs> it's some more uglier than not. But let's let's continue the journey here. So as we go up and we make it through the hard launch and you know yeah. all of a sudden we're starting to pull some things together here that can yeah. accelerate the growth. What are we talking yeah. about here? So basically when it comes to when it comes to your business and on the business operational efficiencies that you need to have to scale really only kicks in after you are getting your early adopters. Like there's no need to go into Six Sigma and high levels of operational efficiencies when you're still in your validation stage. Mm -hmm. So PQM signifies the operational 
quality assurance and uh, uh, best pra lean six sigma practices that you need to deploy in order to grow from that because all this time it's okay if there were operational inefficiencies still getting early adopters but now it comes a time where you need to capture those inefficiencies in order to grow so that's what step seven signifies well and one of the things where it comes to me and this is uh something that's been very important i'm a big believer in collaboration strategic partnerships and so on and and you know trying to form a partnership before you know what the heck you, the market's going to yeah. do is yeah. just wasted you know it's hard particularly you know, normally I'm working with big corporate partners, Fortune 50 type financial service firms, and you know, trying to put a partnership together. In worst case, you actually do it before you know what you're doing because you, you have to come back and really change it. And so this is a this can be a dangerous spot if you're not careful. Yeah, actually, all of them is. can be, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you can fall off anywhere. Okay, well, let's continue the journey. So we're now, as I'm looking up, and we're 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 really starting to leverage and scale. And, you know, I mean, I love, you know, it's feeling like we're really getting there. How's yeah. that coming together? Yeah, so, you know, leverage and scale is where, like you said, you need to start thinking about partnerships. And uh, because growing your company uh, just by yourself without any partnerships is not the smartest way. And uh, successful entrepreneurs definitely know that by creating more win-wins, it's uh, faster to uh, leverage those and get another win-win and grow. So this is this is that place uh, where, uh, yeah, you have all the operational efficiencies now, but how are you getting ready to uh, exit and harvest? This is where you start preparing by having the right partnerships and uh, by making sure that they are being leveraged to get you to your exit and harvest. Well, and this is, you know, and, and this is going back to the be begin with the end in mind, because, you know, one of the things, even if we're not going to sell, is having that exit and harvest. And so often the strategic partners that we bring in can be, uh, you know, that help us accelerate the success are the likely candidates to buy us along the way, too. So, I mean, you know, you, you want and you want to look halfway decent when you're you know, it's OK <laughs> to see some of the sausage being made, but you don't want it all over the floor and everything else. But as we look at this and, you know, we've now got, you know, this unleashing the stored value of the uh, enterprise and racing up through if we need, you know, mezzanine financing to take off. How are we doing that? Um, so with that, uh, you know, when it comes to that step, it's um, it, it, you don't have to sell. Right. So selling is just like one exit because you can decide that you're going to grow this company and start eating other companies. So you can reinvest to scale. You can reinvest to innovate. You can, you can reinvest to merge with another company and that could be part of your strategy. Or if you are going to exit, let's say, and harvest it. So it can, it can be a place where you can plan your succession plan. So maybe you want to find another CEO and take a board seat and harvest out of that company. So that's a very crucial stage where you get to decide, you know, really what type of a business person you're going to be. Either this company can go under a parent company and you go into mergers and acquisitions, like what, you know, me and a lot of people are trying to do, um, or you can reinvest and grow the same company. You know, maybe you want to launch a SaaS that can help you grow. So that's a really crucial point, and I would say, that's the point which defines the type of business person you are. 
and the choices you make that can be very critical. Well, and I, I think one of the big things from my perspective is I've done this along the way is when you get to this, you know, to me, what's so often, you know, you want to be able to do it or get, you know, if you can get the organic systems growing and you're really having some success, then the opportunities go up like crazy. Because as we look at the chart, I mean, you know, we can scale to exit. Uh, you know, if you're a fast growing company and particularly if you're digital here, largely the margins are phenomenal uh, and you got a lot of choices and you can, you know, continue to scale. But the other is you can once if you're an attractive date, meaning that you've got, you know, you're a really good business, you can control your own destiny by potentially acquiring other companies and you've got a good currency because you've got a fast growing business or you know certainly on the other side be acquired so having all this flexibility is great and uh, you know Eddie, you know you've been doing you're building your own businesses you know yeah. doing this and you're helping other entrepreneurs where are you seeing the biggest challenges as you bring in the digital agency part the you know fractional cmo the you know concierge influencing services you know where are people you know, your fellow entrepreneurs kind of not really seeing the big picture or the big opportunity? Um, in, a, in a few different areas, I think that, that a lot of fellow entrepreneurs, they, they've fallen into this trap of getting quick money by launching shit online and you're doing a quick uh, cash grab and they don't focus too much on building the team. So I think that's one place where a lot of my fellow entrepreneurs fall short is focusing a lot on building the team. Because if you have a fulfillment center, if you have a team, if you have a bunch of knowledge workers who are ready to follow you, you have the ability to pivot. If the idea goes bad, you have the people that will help you with another idea. So that's number one. I see a lot of entrepreneurs not building the team. And number two is I, I feel a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand the difference between in the business and on the business. It's, it's really critical to know the difference and one could go into detail and talk for us and us about the difference. But uh, that's critical. And I see a lot of people not learning that. Um, number three, I, I think that uh, a lot of my, my fellow, fellow entrepreneurs are not educating themselves with digital marketing. Without knowing digital marketing, it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be life is going to be hard and you're going to rely on someone else to take you out there and get diffusion. So if you're a smart entrepreneur, Build yourself a marketing company, and then you can be launching a number of ideas online, and you can do it yourself. So it's very important to do it first and know how it works. So I would say these are like, like the top three that people fall short on. These are great, and let's go to uh, yeah. I want to go one at a time on each of them. I mean, you know, we've got a business; we're really making it work, and. You know, you see it, I see it. I mean, I, I'm in, a, I think, four mastermind groups now. I spend well over 100,000 a year to be in mastermind groups with CEOs. We've studied tens of thousands of entrepreneurs in our research company, AESNation.com. And what we see over and over again is, you know, they don't build the team right. Either they don't have the right team members or they wait too long and they miss out on an opportunity. I mean, what are you seeing the most successful ones do uh, from your perspective? Um, you know, the most, most successful, successful ones are definitely the ones who can help you 
grow the value of your business, not just doing things right inside your company. So the, those are the ones that you really want to keep. The ones, you know, it's, it's, not about, it's not about a person in your company having the best abilities in Facebook marketing. You know, you, you need leaders who will help with you because you can't do it alone. You won't be. So it's, uh, it's important that you keep the people who have those leadership skills that can bring other people up and bring the value of your company up most importantly. Um, so that's the difference between just, just another employee in your company and getting a leader. But it's, to me, that's, it's so important because, I mean, if you want to have, as a, our fellow entrepreneurs, if you want to have a high quality of life, you need a great team. I mean, no, nothing great is ever accomplished by one individual as talented as you are. And having a great team gives you all kinds of flexibility. You know, when we're talking about, uh, the first time I heard it in the business or on the business was Michael Gerber or E-Myth. And so I'll give him credit. I think uh, Michael is just a phenomenal powerhouse in this. And one of the things, you know, we look at this, you know, all of this here on the chart is on the business, is thinking through that process and beginning with the end in mind. And so often, you know, we get caught up. I mean, all of us, I mean, I, I don't know what your experience is, Eddie, but the, um, you know, it's so easy, the day-to-day -day stuff that we're in the business, we're in the trenches, we're trying to keep our head a, a, above yeah. water and, uh, you know, all the different demands from the different sides. And we miss that on the business side. Well, 100%, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's important to, you know, realize that building a great product is one thing, but building a great business is a completely different thing. Building a great business is something that would scale in multiple ways without you. So making sure that we keep that, just the differentiation of in the business and on the business. I feel when our fellow entrepreneurs know that and remind themselves, and because first step is to just become self-aware, right? So it's a big win if you can just classify in your head when you're doing stuff every day. Am I working in the business or on the business? The more self-aware you get, the more you'll start working on the business and thinking rather than just solving this today, why don't I solve this problem and think of how to not have that in the upcoming days, months, year? How do we, do we have to put a person in place, a system in place? You need to think, how do you solve the bigger issue? And that's thinking on the business and where you're going to go with your business that's on the business. So I think just starting with that self-awareness and if you can classify in your every day in the business and on the business and be self-aware on how much time you're spending on what great start. Yeah, it really is. And you know, the, I want to finish up on digital marketing because this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, I grew up in relationship marketing in the financial services industry. I didn't do anything really significantly digital. I, I, we built some software companies and all that, but they were on the financial side and really didn't do digital until the probably started turning, you know, the early 2000s and didn't get real serious until uh, 2008, 2009 as a downturn. I had to reach out to different people that I no longer could do through the relationship side. And I was blown away with the power of digital marketing and particularly, you know, the, the ability to test ideas and concepts for almost no money. 
what are you seeing, you know, fellow entrepreneurs who are, you know, have a proven concept, they're ready to accelerate their success. How are they making, you know, creating that big win using digital marketing? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, by leveraging information marketing techniques that all these influencers out there, like Russell Brunson, Ryan Dyche, Ryan Levesque, Frank and Alex Mondozzi, and all of these experts and gurus, the techniques that they teach is uh, is just a storytelling technique. You know, it's it's about how to get people to make decisions online. And when you understand the core and information marketers who are really leveraging this power to get their products out there, seem to understand that it's it's just how it's just creating the funnel to help people make the decision just to go to the next step and to go to the next step. And when people understand this and when they understand the beginning, the top of the funnel to nurture stage, you know, always there's only awareness, engagement, conversion, and nurture. And when 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 fellow entrepreneurs, the, the second they realize this and when they know that now they can take information and wrap it around their product or service and splinter them and sell them in multiple ways that uh, life becomes easy if you start doing it right like uh, um, Russell Brunson says you know you're one funnel away and it's true it really is you're well, only one funnel away <laughs> well and it's you know and this is where I think so many of us as entrepreneurs I've made this mistake where you know we get first into digital marketing we think okay let's just send out our offer and we forget about all the classic marketing that we need to do of making sure it's a qualified market, nurturing them, bringing them along. I could probably use a dating analogy, but you know the the, the thing that um, the power of digital marketing that has been so uh, amazing to me is the ability at the statistics at every step of the way. So, you know, whether you're using, you know, as you're advertising, you know, paid traffic, organic, whatever you're doing, you can see exactly. I mean, we do probably 100 webinars a year. I know exactly at every step of the way, every data point, every, you know, kind of conversion at each step. And that, that adds so much value to making sure we're making, you know, good decisions. I mean, what are you seeing, you know, if there is there a commonality among uh, your the entrepreneurs you're working with on entrepreneur or on the digital marketing, what they're where they're getting their first successes and then later, or is it pretty much custom to each group? Um, you know, with a lot of it, it's uh, it's it is custom, but then there are few people who have higher probabilities of success. Um, you'll have a higher probability of success when you actually have a good product. Um, a lot of people think that just because you know information marketing, you don't have to focus on building a good product. Those people don't win. That's, uh, that's something that I see happen again and again. Um, and another thing which is, uh, which is important is these entrepreneurs win when they know that it's about testing and it's about testing fast. It's not, it's not about prepping for seven months straight to launch one funnel. It's about relaunching and relaunching and testing different little points and A-B testing. So understand A-B testing mm -hmm. and understand validated learning and how fast you need to iterate 
um, they win. Uh, they, uh, my, the time it takes might differ amongst them, but those are the people who are actually winning. Well, tell us, you know, I mean, I want to kind of go into resources and, you know, your firm. Um, what, you know, what do you do for your entrepreneurs that you have the privilege of working with? So almost uh, most of the time it's building funnel stacks. So funnel stacks consist of running ads in different platforms and channeling the traffic to funnels. And these funnels can be landing pages, it can be uh, Facebook messenger bots, whatever it might be, and then creating return paths for people to come back. And those are retargeting ads and emails and such. So this is the majority of what we do. We take products, we take information products, like membership academies, um, or it can be subscription boxes or whatever that might be, and create these funnel stacks to sell them. Now, if someone comes in and let's say they don't have a brand and they have something important to sell, we first help them build a brand. And when someone comes in with a really good brand but don't have a product to sell, we help them create the product to sell. But majority of it is creating these funnel stacks and uh, selling products online and uh, creating passive income. If I should say that word is overused, but... Yeah. Um, I found it. It's not as passive as I'd like it to be. It's but. <laughs> not. It's going to cost you. You're yeah. going to be paying some guys and girls to manage the whole thing, and it's uh, and you need to take time too. But yeah, that's what we do. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about your website, and uh, I've got it up on the screen now. Uh, what you know? How they somebody wanting to work with you? Because I mean, this is really. You know, this is to take the business full, full cycle and use the digital agency and use it well. Because a lot of times we think, well, if we just write a check, that works. Unfortunately, yeah. you and I know it doesn't. So tell us a little bit about the website and contacting you. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, anyone who wants to work with us, uh, there's a contact form um, uh, in this webpage that you can fill out and uh, you'll, you'll hear back from us. But well, what's important to know is that, uh, like uh, like John just mentioned, it's uh, uh, it's not like you're gonna give a check and magically something just starts working. So there's a process we go through to qualify if uh, this actually will be a right fit because there are some there there are some qualities in a business you just need to have to win in digital and information marketing. And if you don't have the qualities of creating content, it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna take longer and harder. So you can contact us through our website and we'll go through a qualification process. We'll let you know where you are in your business in terms of the startup map. This is also where it comes in handy. We can point out and say where you are and we can also point out and say things that you've missed and we can ask you to tell us you've missed in the map. And, uh, and then, then we'll strategize on uh, what you need as a business and how long it's going to take to start seeing some results uh, because as John might know results won't just come if you hire a marketing agency it's well, going to take investing well and I, I've written some of those checks along the way and I have learned really clearly you know it's a partnership and you got to find the right partners and I know yeah. uh, many of my peers have hired you and that's why I wanted to get together with you but let me do a wrap up on the key takeaways 
And, you know, one of the things that I want to just put back up on the screen is the, uh, you know, the uh, roadmap, the startup map from AHA to exit. This is something, you know, and if you're in the car or you're at the gym, you know, come back to AES Nation, uh, you know, again, just, you know, the AESNation.com and you can do the download. But one of the things, it goes back to what Stephen Covey says, and we all know, but we don't do, is begin with the end in mind and have a roadmap. And you know, one of the things we know is this doesn't show enough bumps along the way. Uh, there's gonna be plenty of challenges along the way we've gotta be ready for. And you know, really spend some time thinking about where you are now and where you wanna go. What's that ultimate outcome that you're moving toward? And it's okay to change it along the way. And then really three big lessons that were shared that I think are so important is building a team. Uh, Jim Collins talks about, you know, getting the right people on the bus. You know, you've got to check the bus every once in a while. First, make sure you got the roadmap that you're pointed in the right direction. And then do you have the right team at that time? You know, both internally, your employees, as well as externally, your you know, contractors, your vendors, your strategic partners to get you there. And then you know, again, make time. I even put it in my calendar every day to do, to make that difference between in the business and on the business. I've got an hour and a half that I just do nothing but on the business. And it, it's really paid, you know, huge dividends for me. And, you know, bringing the team together, you know, have very strategic ways of doing it. And then digital marketing, you know, there's so much, I know we all get frustrated that, you know, as we do it, we try new initiatives and we want it to work, want it to work, doesn't work. That persistency testing, testing, particularly in low dollar amounts and really making it all come together. So, you know, great lessons, make it happen. Eddie, I, I want to thank you again and encourage everybody to go asnation.com, get all the show notes, the transcript, all the down uh, or the download as well as the uh, uh, links so that you can uh, get all the information we talked about. And remember your clients, your future clients, and that exit, it's waiting for you. Don't let it down. Wish you the best of success. Awesome. Thanks, John. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs aesnation.com